0: Today is Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. Breaking grand jury seconds ago just canceled their hearing for today. Panic mode, ladies and gentlemen. Trump probe pushed to next week. Unearthed letter blows up the entire case against Donald Trump. Are we looking for a full exoneration once more? And White House lashes out when asked about Biden's China scandal. Oh, man, they condition out, but they cannot take it. John Tom Fitton joins the show from Judicial Watch, legal expert to break it all down for us. My name is Benny Johnson and this is the Benny Show. Yesterday, I had my kids at the park and I saw the breaking news of a bombshell document that was just dropped. The Daily Mail published it first, a document that fully and totally exonerates Donald Trump from these specious charges being brought against him in New York by this Soros funded DA. And I said, oh, my Hot tamales, I need to tweet to this immediately, and I'm very, very glad that with one child in one hand, one child in the other, and dirt everywhere, and sticky popsicle everywhere, and we were on the slide, that I was able to tweet that document, and we were able to get it out, and, well, now it's got, like, 20,000 retweets and been seen by 7 million people. That's why I'm glad I had very dependable cell phone coverage, even in that instance, ladies and gentlemen, because I use Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider on all three networks. They offer extremely dependable nationwide coverage, and they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can just switch to a different network for free, but you will be happy. All of this, plus the knowledge that you're supporting free speech, sanctity of life, and Second Amendment, our military and first responders, and heroes, their 100% U.S.-based customer service makes the switching easy. You can switch for free. Right now with the code Benny. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Benny or call them right now. 878-PATRIOT! PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Okay, all right, ladies and gentlemen. We did tweet, probably the first people on the internet to tweet this incredible piece of bombshell evidence in Donald Trump's case. We've been covering it this week. We told you that this case was absolute hot garbage, and now it has been proven true. So let me explain to you what's going on here. We've done all the research. We backed it up. And now we have, ladies and gentlemen, the proof that Donald Trump is not guilty of what they are charging him here with in the district attorney's office of Manhattan. Now, again, I want to state for the record that this case has been completely thrown into the trash by the Federal Election Commission. This case has been thrown in the garbage by federal prosecutors and state prosecutors. They are literally working their way down to, like, the D and F team on the squad. They're down at the very end of the bench here, okay? Okay. This is called a zombie case legally based on the legal experts that we've spoken with. This is a zombie case because this case was essentially revived back from the dead. And now there is open revolt inside of the Manhattan DA's office as further and further humiliation gets piled onto this case. Okay, so what are they bringing against Donald Trump? What the hell are they charging him with? Ladies and gentlemen, in the year 2006, Stormy Daniels met Donald Trump at a golf event or something. Okay, so they they were at a golf event. Donald Trump owns a lot of golf clubs, and Stormy Daniels went in there and they met. This is the only photo of them together. But after that meeting, Stormy Daniels began to shop a story to tabloids about Donald Trump. Now, what does that indicate for you? That indicates that this is going to be a nuisance lawsuit. This is a very specific type of lawsuit that is brought by annoying people against. Famous or powerful people, okay? Sometimes these lawsuits have merit. A lot of times they don't. Tom Cruise uh, took the parking spot that I wanted at the grocery store. And now that hurt my feelings. Now I gotta sue him. Now, this was... Not an issue, as Donald Trump was flirting with politics and was flirting with where he wanted to go in his public life. Remember, the year was 2016. George W. Bush was president. It would be a full 10 years before Donald Trump would decide to run for president. But when Donald Trump ran for president, Stormy Daniels decided once more to try and sell this story. Okay, so Stormy Daniels went and attempted to sell this story. However. In the midst of selling that story, well. Stormy Daniels admitted that she actually didn't have an affair with Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, from 2018, Stormy Daniels on publicity tour says she actually did did not have an affair with Donald Trump. And of course, Donald Trump himself denied this. Didn't stop Stormy Daniels from writing a book and trying to make money off Donald Trump. In 2018, Stormy Daniels shares XXX rated details about alleged affair that she denies and Donald Trump denies. Okay, so just setting this up, it's smutty. It's gross. It happens to famous people. This is what celebrity is. People try and take advantage of you. They try and take your money. And goblins uh, or nasty, soulless individuals attempt to, like, come after you, okay? So this is normal. This is par for the course for a a famous celebrity or a famous person, all right? No doubt Donald Trump has had to deal with this many times before. Maybe there was a system involved. Well, anyway, Donald Trump called Stormy Daniels horseface. And then sent a couple tweets about her. And then Stormy Daniels, well, she sued him. Stormy Daniels went to the, in case the story isn't already like disgusting to you, Stormy Daniels went to a guy named Michael Avenatti to represent her. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Avenatti is not a moral man, not a good person. This was Michael Avenatti's media tour. He happened to get booked on Tucker. Huge mistake there. And this is what Tucker Carlson uh, did to him. Michael Avenatti never recovered. Watch.
1: I am not. I'm not done. I am not exploiting my client. I'm really? representing my client to the absolute. So when she wants aff- to get your legal still, advice, does she have to pretend to be a booker talking. from CNN to get through to you? You know, I mean- that's 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 disgusting. Why don't you show what's disgusting respect? is why don't you, you show respect to my isn't. client and me and stop calling us a porn star and a creepy porn lawyer. If you've got that big a oh, problem with thought, porn, oh, do you have that wait, big wait, a problem I'm with porn? I'm not making fun of when's the oh, last man, time, Slow when's down. La- when's the last time you saw porn? Oh, you busted me. Actually, when's I made humiliation time? porn. No, That's but, why I watch you on no, CNN. No, but when's the last <laughs> time you viewed porn? You're a little creepier even than I realized. you have a problem with porn? You're dodging the the question that I have asked you repeatedly. Do you believe that people that view porn should watch your show? I'm not even sure what that question means, but I will say this sincerely that I have never attacked Stormy Daniels. Yes, you have. I think you are exploiting her, as I've said five times, and you haven't answered the question, which is, why is it that her life has stalled and your life, has you're planning a new career as a politician, and like so many lawyers, you are taking advantage of her. And you pose as a feminist hero because you are shameless and the other channels let you get away with it. But you're an exploiter of a woman and you should be ashamed of it.
0: So, uh, I mean, you, you, we're going we're to actually have a seizure saying Tucker Carlson was right on this show. We say it so many times. People are going to lock us up in the mental ward. Of course Tucker was right. Tucker called him out. He was exploiting Stormy Daniels. What Michael Avenatti did was wrong, and Michael Avenatti is now going to serve prison time for it. He's in the middle of the federal penitentiary right now, maybe watching this show. I don't know what the Wi-Fi is like in Rikers Island or wherever the hell Michael Avenatti is. So here's the horrors that Michael Avenatti brought upon Stormy Daniels here. One, he lost her case, okay? So Stormy Daniels uh, got absolutely smacked down by a judge on this case and ordered to pay Donald Trump $300,000, all right? Now, uh, afterward... Donald Trump tweets, well, tweets this about Stormy Daniels, adding a little bit of, rubbing a little bit of salt in the wound, saying, uh, federal judge throws out Stormy Daniels' lawsuit. Great, now I can go after Horseface. Okay. Well, it didn't end there. Michael Avenatti got four years in prison, plus another 10 for defrauding Stormy Daniels and lying about his taxes. So Michael Avenatti now in prison. Okay. Just to show you the quality of the people involved in this case and just to let you know that this is simply a fever dream of the left, and this is a psycho-sexual obsession that they've had for such a long time, these broken brain degenerates on the left. Ladies and gentlemen, here's CNN openly telling the guy who's in federal prison, Michael Avenatti, the porn star lawyer, that he should run for president. Yeah, this happened. It's important to remind you that this is where the left is. This is what Donald Trump did to these people. OK, instead of taking a sober step back and saying, maybe we've maybe we have our worldview all messed up. This is actually what they were doing, literally slobbering and mouth breathing over the prospect of having Michael Avenatti be the president of the United States. Watch. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. With you. I don't know if it's a good thing that star power and TV uh, savvy is required for the job, but I think it is. And, and by the way, I think President Obama also had a lot of TV star power and that helped him pre-Trump. Uh, but Trump is more evidence of this. And looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. Ha <laughs> Let's make that guy president. These people are they're so incredibly broken. They are so incredibly broken. That's what you're seeing here. That's what this entire news cycle is about. It's about people who have been lied to time and time again. Munchausen by proxy is what the left has done to these people. And what they've done is now hang their hat on another potential savior. This time we're going to get Trump. This guy named Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen is a lawyer. He was Donald Trump's lawyer. Michael Cohen is a known perjurer. He is a liar. He's somebody who has lied many, many times under oath. Okay. so Michael Cohen pled guilty to lying to Congress. A couple of years ago, Michael Cohen was also charged with making false statements to financial institutions. For this, Michael Cohen was sentenced to prison, his federal sentencing. Michael Cohen is a liar. He is not the best kind of person. He's a very bad kind of person. But nonetheless, he was Donald Trump's lawyer during this entire Stormy Daniels tryst. And what ended up happening is he ended up paying Stormy Daniels to go away. Okay, now let me break this down how this all works. It's actually quite simple. Michael Cohen, as a lawyer, knows that if Stormy Daniels goes to the press, writes a book, goes on TV, gets a documentary made about her, that it will be a big headache for him. And so Michael Cohen. My take on this is that Michael Cohen just said, go away. Here's some cash. Get out of here. Donald Trump didn't know about it, didn't care about it. And maybe this isn't the first time that Michael Cohen did this for Donald Trump. Who knows? Who knows? Celebrities and billionaires, this kind of stuff happens. And so Michael Cohen essentially just got rid of the problem for Donald Trump because it actually would have been a huge headache for him. He's the guy who's going to have to deal with it all. So just go away. Nuisance lawsuit. All right. Well, according to the Manhattan DA and according to this zombie case they're bringing against Trump, Michael Cohen's now flipped and he said, actually, Trump told me to do it. They ordered me to do it. That's why I did it. Donald Trump standing up there stroking his hairless cat and go pay Stormy Daniels one billion dollars. That's what Donald Trump was doing, according to Michael Cohen. Now, okay, that's what Michael Cohen is testifying before the grand jury in New York about. And so what they're saying is that then this was a campaign contribution. It wasn't filed correctly. And now Donald Trump is guilty of incorrect use of funds that helped his presidential campaign. That's the entire case, okay? All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the news. You see, it's this exact case that they are bringing against Trump in order to fulfill the psychosexual fetish that they have told their base about for the better part of seven years, that Donald Trump's a criminal, he belongs in chains, Donald Trump's the most evil, mean, bad orange man that's ever been mean, bad, and orange. They've told that to their base. There's a reason and a very specific audience for this case. And let me show you that audience. I can sum it up in a single person. Here is the single person that this case is designed for. Go.
2: all of that opposition, Donald J. Trump is now president of the United States.
0: That's it. That's the dude or girl or whatever that this is designed for. And that is why Morning Joe, I mean, you could like hear them like, oh oh my gosh, oh, we finally got Trump." They literally yesterday did the walls are closing in. They did it. They did the meme. Morning Joe from yesterday, like you could hear him in ASMR, like Morning Joe, oh, Mika, oh, the walls. The walls are closing in. It was so gross. Here, play it. I think it's
3: different when you get in there and you're having, I, I could be wrong, but you know we I call wouldn't that. know, but having your fingerprint taken and your picture you, you taken. You know what we call that, Mika? What? That's called whistling past the graveyard. He's not looking forward to any of it. He's horrified. He's just talking
4: big. The walls are closing in, As the, as has been said before this time. My God, look at all of it. They have. Now, I want to get back to the, the Republican lie. The main Republican lie right now is they're only charging. they're
0: do- OK, so that's the update up to this point. We'll stop doing these updates. But it's very important to understand why the case is now suddenly imploded and blown up in everyone's face and why this is now an unmitigated disaster for the left and why it's over because of a document that was sent to the F.E.C., Ladies and gentlemen, we will show you the document. The document is a letter from Michael Cohen to the Federal Election Commission, fully and totally exonerating Donald Trump in writing. This is from Michael Cohen's law firm in writing, saying that, no, Donald Trump did not order me to make this payment. No, I was not reimbursed for this payment. Yes, this is a payment that I sent myself to Stormy Daniels. Here's the document itself. You can see here. Contrary to the allegations in the complaint, which are entirely speculative, Mr. Cohen made no in-kind contributions to Donald Trump for president. The payment in question does not constitute a campaign contribution expenditure, and the FEC lacks jurisdiction over this matter. Donald Trump never repaid Michael Cohen. Mr. Cohen made the personal funds to facilitate the payment of $130,000 to Stephanie Clifford, that's the name of Stormy Daniels. Neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was party to this transaction with Ms. Clifford, and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. Boom, shaka, laka. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, there it is. This is, by the way, Michael Cohen to the FEC in a direct letter like making the opposite claims that he's making the Manhattan DA. So someone's lying somewhere. Who's lying here? Is he lying to the federal government when he had absolutely no reason to? This letter is from 2018. Is he actually lying to the Fed? He's a lawyer, he, he, he's not that stupid. Is he directly lying to the feds here? He's elect- uh, directly lying to the FEC. No, Michael Cohen telling the truth here in a letter signed by his attorneys directly to the FEC. This is the bombshell document. And then Michael Cohen, after being thrown in prison and having the book thrown at him, you can argue that. But Michael Cohen serving in prison, wanting to not serve in prison anymore, wanting to get his bona fides back, wanting to be a darling of the left, wanting to get on TV and remake his career like everyone else does suddenly turns on Trump, because the easiest way to get back on television is to turn on Donald Trump. And that's what he's doing. Adam Kinzinger is a great example. Adam Kinzinger wanted jobs, plum jobs in the White House. Donald Trump didn't give it to him. And so then Adam Kinzinger became a weepy, soy-filled, Trump-hating leftist. Trump breaks people. By the way, I lived in Washington, D.C. This happens all the time. People don't get what they want from an administration or various official or they were promised something and it didn't materialize. And then they turn. Chris Christie was promised the chief of staff position inside of the White House. It didn't happen. And then Chris Christie goes on a, you know, absolute rabid rancid anti-Trump vendetta tirade against, you know, against Trump and everyone. And then it gets a Plum TV job, right? ABC News got Chris Christie, Bridgegate and everything. We used to hate this guy. Now we love him because he doesn't like Trump. The easiest way to reestablish your career and rehabilitate your career is to just turn on Donald Trump to be within Donald Trump's orbit and to turn on him. And so that is what Michael Cohen is doing. He's either lying in this letter to the federal government, which means another 20 years in prison, or he's lying right now during the case when he has all the incentive to to lie, to get back on TV and to try and rehabilitate his career. It's one or the other. Use Occam's razor, ladies and gentlemen. And people are. Donald Trump posting on Truth Social about this, uh, saying, oh, wow, Look what we just found, a a letter from Cohen's lawyer to the Federal Election Commission that is totally exculpatory and must end the Manhattan District Attorney's witch hunt. Cohen admits that he did it himself. The D.A. should get on with prosecuting violent criminals so people can walk down the streets of New York without being murdered. Yeah, uh, I mean, fact check. True. Zero lies detected there. The Cohen Letter News is making, of course, massive international bombshell headlines. Man, this case has completely and totally blown up in their faces. Watch. Alvin Bragg
5: canceled the grand jury meeting that was scheduled to happen today, investigating Trump's bookkeeping. Sources tell Fox that Bragg canceled the meeting because he's having trouble convincing the grand jury that Trump even committed a crime. Well, it could be because one of Bragg's star witnesses is Michael Cohen, the disbarred lawyer who was locked up for perjury. Cohen already admitted that the payment was made to hide Stormy's accusation from Trump's wife, not voters. So it's not a campaign finance violation. And today, the Daily Mail exclusively obtained a letter from Michael Cohen's lawyer to the Federal Election Commission that says this. You ready? Quote, neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was a party to the transaction with Miss Clifford, and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. So Cohen said Trump had nothing to do with anything.
0: That's case closed. Okay, that's case closed. Now, Matthew Whitaker, who was the uh, acting attorney general under Donald Trump, had this to say, a very smart legal professional, about his old boss. Watch. Is this an exculpatory document that could change the debate here, and perhaps change where this case is going. Yeah, it's good to be with you tonight, and I think it does two things. First of all, it gives Monday's witness, Robert Costello, a lot of credibility, because that's what he's saying uh, and has been consistent throughout. And now Michael Cohen has been on both sides. And and as you know, prosecutors love to ask, were you telling the truth then or are you telling the truth now? I think it really is giving the prosecution team pause when they think about putting this not only in front of the grand jury and trying to get them to vote uh, to indict President Trump, but ultimately in front of a tr- jury trial and and what those 12 citizens will think with this evidence. So here are how grand juries work. Grand juries do not need to have unified votes. Those are juries inside of an actual court system. Grand juries can be convened and can vote 23 members on a simple majority. This is, of course, is not a vote to find somebody innocent or guilty. This is simply a vote to say that someone can be indicted and charges could be brought right? That the attorney, the district attorney here has the right essentially to bring charges against Donald Trump based on the evidence. So this is the weakest possible threshold in order for them to charge Trump. And now the jury is in complete panic mode. So the jury has been canceled for today. They were supposed to reconvene today after this news. Now they have canceled their hearing for this jury and they've moved it to next week. That is never a good sign. And Jonathan Turley, one of our favorite legal scholars is saying uh, this thing is already completely inside of the dumpster and it is on fire and it is heading over the cliff. Jonathan Turley.
2: Well, Martha, you know, this is part of Michael Cohen's appeal, right? He used to basically sell his moral and ethical flexibility. Uh, He would go all in for whatever side was most beneficial. That doesn't make you a great witness. and In fact, uh, Bragg is looking at a target-rich environment for the defense if they ever put Michael Cohen on the stand. Uh, But that's actually just deepening the factual side of, of this case, which is is very problematic. He still has to deal with really significant legal problems. Bragg is suggesting, according to reports, that he'd like to prove a federal crime that the Department of Justice didn't think warranted a charge. Uh, That's something that none of us have really seen before. So he's taking this bizarre case with all these conflicts uh, into what is a historic moment.
0: So Alvin Bragg may actually be the one who gets dragged into prison for this. Jim Jordan sent letters to former prosecutors Carrie Dune and Mark Parmaras demanding documents and testimony relating to the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's unprecedented abuse of prosecutorial authority. Alvin Bragg is going to be the one investigated here. Alvin Bragg is the person who, of course, is... Essentially taking these traffic ticket charges, these misdemeanor charges, raising them to federal felony levels. Meanwhile, he's releasing murderers and rapists and prisoners onto the streets of Manhattan. But he's going directly hard at Donald Trump. And we've said it before and we'll wash our hands of it now. This is clear political prosecution. They are trying to prevent you from being able to vote for this man. Whether you love Trump or hate Trump is irrelevant. This is not how our system is supposed to work. And once you cross this threshold, you will never go back. Trump broke these people. This man is elected wholesale by a foreign billionaire who hates this country. George Soros wants America to burn. George Soros will make a lot of money if America burns. He's bet against America. And he's elected prosecutors to do exactly this. The job of prosecutor should be to put murderers and rapists into prison. The murders and rapists are freed. It's exactly what you would do if you were trying to destroy a nation. The murders and rapists are set free and the politicians who want to fix everything are put in jail. Now, what will this do? This will create consternation. So George Soros is technically even winning if Donald Trump doesn't get indicted because what he's doing is creating consternation, is creating failures inside of the legal system, is creating failures inside of our systems. He has accomplished his goal. So the purpose of a uh, George Soros appointed district attorney is to sow chaos, and that has been accomplished. We talked about how this was a psyop to distract you from the new world order being formed against America, the destruction of the petrol dollar, our collapsed banking system, and them attempting to turn America into a third world nation. They are doing that at light speed. Russia, China, Soros. The globalists want the end of America. America has virtues and ideals and people who cannot be controlled, will not be slaves, and they must break us. And that is what this is intended to do. This is simply intended to sow chaos into our system. And they are doing a damn good job of it. And libs are cheerleading it, mouth breathing it. They're useful imbeciles. They are agent provocateurs to some of the most evil people in the country. And they are trying to distract you from the big issues, the real criminals, the real crimes. And then to put innocent men in jail. And they know by doing that, even by just the prospect of this happening, they have damaged the systems enough that you'll never trust them again. They did this during COVID with Dr. Fauci and the science. That's the goal. And that's how you destroy a nation as strong as America. You'd never defeat America militarily. Every single household in this country is armed. there's 500 million guns in America. You would never defeat America man to man. If you were to march through it, you have to collapse our systems. You have to demoralize the people. This is classic communism. This is how communism takes place. People don't ever vote for communism. Communism happens out of chaos and bloodshed and destruction of systems. That's how it happens. The communists would have never been able to win in Russia. If there hadn't been a war, if there hadn't been a weak monarch, if there hadn't been a destroyed political system and a destroyed faith in the people who are supposed to be protected by those political systems. That's how communists took over in Russia. And they're trying to use the same playbook here. No one ever votes for communism. It happens by force. Years of eroding a system and years of demoralization. So Republicans are trying to stop that here. Jim Jordan saying we are trying to stop that here. We are trying to reestablish people's faith in the judiciary and checks and balances. And that's why we want to bring Alvin Bragg in and charge him. Watch. Well, I
3: think I think Alvin Bragg may be going back to what he initially thought when he first won the job, which was he shouldn't bring this case. So I think the the sort of the in the overall picture, Sean, the fundamental question is. What changed? We know the Department of Justice wasn't going to bring the case. As you said, the previous district attorney, Mr. Vance, wasn't going to bring the case. When Alvin Bragg gets elected as district attorney, he's not going to bring the case. And then the only thing that changes between then and now is President Trump announces he's running for president. And most importantly, I think, Pomeranis and Dunn, these two individuals who worked as assistants, resign, start pitching a fit, start protesting, write a book and create this pressure on Alvin Bragg from the left, and suddenly he decides, oh, now I'm going to indict President Trump. I think that's the key thing. And so that's why we're sending letters to Mr. Pomerantz, Mr. Dunn, and, and we want them to come in for a transcribed interview so we can ask them some important questions.
0: Marjorie Taylor Greene is turning up the heat on Alvin Bragg. Now it's time to arrest the Manhattan DA, says Marjorie Taylor Greene. Arrest him. For prosecutorial misconduct, After hiding hundreds of pages of exculpatory evidence, Bragg is on the verge of indicting an innocent former President Trump, top presidential candidate against the opposing ruling party. Correct. Correct. This is the election meddling they warned you about. This is the election interference they warned you about. Bragg is breaking the law and trying to incite civil unrest with Soros-funded political war. Hold him accountable. Correct. Correct. Zero lies detected for Marjorie Taylor Greene as ever. Ladies and gentlemen, this article, this entire entire article shows you how the case is falling apart from inside of the office. There are still good prosecutors, even if these people are leftists or Democrats or Joe Biden voters. They still care about their profession. They don't want to be humiliated. Alvin Bragg is struggling to convince grand jury to charge Trump. Questions grow over whether Manhattan DA canceled session because he's having problems with a weak case and chaos in his office. Now, we made a number of phone calls. To friends in New York, we've been speaking with some of the higher-ups inside of the Trump campaign. Trump's personal lawyer will be joining us tomorrow, so we're very excited about that. But ladies and gentlemen, the higher-ups inside of the Trump campaign are like, uh, listen, this entire office is in chaos. Alvin Bragg's office is in open revolt against him because no one even wants to be embarrassed. Like this. Watch.
6: Two sources familiar tell Fox News Digital, though, that the abrupt cancellation of today's grand jury proceeding comes amid, quote, major dissension within the Manhattan DA's office. One source claimed that Bragg is having trouble convincing the grand jury of potential charges due to the, quote, weakness of the case. Bragg has been under intense political pressure from both sides of the aisle to drop this case. Republicans have called this a politically motivated witch hunt and are demanding that Bragg testify to. Congress about the possible indictment. Some Democrats have expressed concern that this particular case isn't strong enough and could undermine other legal cases Trump is facing, and even concern that an arrest could elevate Trump politically. Trump is said to be facing the possible charges of falsifying business records for labeling a $130,000 hush money payment to adult film actress Stormy Daniels as legal expenses. The charge could potentially be elevated to a felony if Trump is found to have falsified these records with the intent to conceal a violation of campaign finance law. Trump says that he has done nothing wrong. Now, if indicted, Martha, Trump's arraignment was set to take place here in New York City next week. But now with this abrupt cancellation, the timing and really everything is now up in the air.
0: So I've worked in New York for a number of New York based media companies. I have a number of friends in New York that do security and or police work. I've traveled to New York many, many times for my work and career. Done this my entire life. I did a couple of phone calls yesterday, and here's what I heard. New York law enforcement sources tell me that Alvin Bragg's district attorney office is on life support after bombshell document utterly atomized their case. Total chaos in the ranks. Career prosecutors in open revolt. Public humiliation and resignations soon. It's not looking good for Alvin Bragg. Trump on the other hand, is looking very, very bullish. Not only are his polls going through the roof, but Donald Trump says he wants to appear in handcuffs if he's charged in New York. Trump is calling their bluff. He's saying, cuff me, kappa! Come on, find a cop that's gonna arrest me. Former President Donald Trump has reportedly said that he wants to be hauled into court in handcuffs if he's slapped with the unprecedented charge of hush money. Donald Trump knows. This is, I mean, this is going to be, this is gonna be like a rocket ship for him. If he gets put in handcuffs, Chris Rock said this this weekend at a fancy pants D.C. gala he, with Nancy Pelosi in the audience. Chris Rock says, are you stupid? You're going to turn him into Tupac if you arrest him. Trump 76 told advisors of the plan, saying that if he goes through the ordeal getting arrested and arraigned, he'd prefer making a spectacle of it, according to The Guardian. The ex-president, seeking the Republican nomination for a third White House bid in 2024, also wants to avoid any special treatment that could make him look weak. So Trump is saying, put me in cuffs. Donald Trump spins tunes at Mar-a-Lago the night he said he'd be arrested. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) this, according to uh, The New York Post, as in the indictment looms, Donald Trump is still DJing at Mar-a-Lago. Former president was at his Palm Beach, Florida club. Same day, he had predicted that he'd be arrested, surrounded by supporters, fist pumping and giving the thumbs up. He had a political dinner with a couple of pals. Uh, Donald Trump was deep in serious conversation. I uh, looked at, uh, with other political advisors. Meanwhile, the source says Trump couldn't stop smiling as he played Maria from West Side Story and Phantom of the Opera and the chorus of Hallelujah, which had people scratching their heads as to what he what he meant. okay <laughs> uh, I, I have PTSD actually from listening to so many different Trump rally playlists. Uh, you can't always get what you want from uh, the Rolling Stones, I believe, was a special one that I, I can never hear ever again, honestly, because I've just heard it too many times listening to Donald Trump's playlist. On Donald Trump's plane, I can tell you Donald Trump had a playlist. We flew back from a r- event with Trump on his plane, sat right next to him, and Trump was big on his playlist. He wanted us to watch music videos. He loved his playlist. He wanted He wanted to get down. He wanted the tunes. Donald Trump, loose and happy what would it look like if donald trump got uh, arrested in new york well deep fakes are flooding the internet here are what some of the deep fakes look like they're uh, actually pretty good <laughs> so that's not a real photo but this is a deep fake of donald trump giving some testimony uh okay that's melania i guess keep going there you go this Is donald trump fighting the cops yeah right the cops would be on Donald Trump's side. Here's Donald Trump in- <laughs> working out. In- <laughs> come on, come on! You don't think that's not gonna help him with his supporters? <laughs> come on, he looks badass. I guess we have another we have another uh, thread here with some other deep fake photos. I think these are I think these are uh, these are great. <laughs> Here's Donald Trump. Oh yeah, okay. They're gonna we're gonna we're a jump through the streets we're gonna run through the streets of new york there are uh yeah these are these are good okay fantastic yeah all right deep fake technology ladies and gentlemen what what glorious hells shall we bring upon our future will we ever know what's real and what's not ever again Who man it's the white house actually who is not admitting what is real the white house is claiming that the gop is lying about joe biden's family business in spite of the fact that we have the bank records, the bank records showing the transactions from communist China, the same nation that is aligning to destroy the dollar and destroy American hegemony around the world and to essentially bankrupt your children and grandchildren and to collapse our nation entirely. Yes, that country was paying the Bidens for access to this nation and for us to essentially sell all of our natural resources to China. It was the big Chinese oil company that, that was the big get for the Bidens. And that's what we have the bank records for. We literally showed them to you last week. And this week, they have released the bank records. You can't deny it. It comes from Bank of America. Who's lying here? It's like the A Block. Is Michael Cohen lying then or now? Well, probably now. And is the White House lying now? Well, listen to Corrine Jean-Pierre. If her mouth is moving, she's lying. Go. House Oversight says they've got bank records showing a Chinese
1: energy company paying three Biden family members through a third party. What were they
4: paid for?
5: Look, I'm just not going to respond to that from here. Look, we have heard from House Republicans for years and years and years um, how, uh, how the inaccuracies and lies when it comes to this issue. And I don't even where to begin to even answer that question, because, again, it's been lies and lies and inaccuracy for the past uh, couple of years, and I'm just not
0: going to get into it from here. OK, we have the bank records, lady. It's not a lie. It's actually a physical document. And Joe Biden is being investigated by the House Oversight Committee, the Government Weaponization Committee, by the Judiciary Committee. And it's not looking good. James Comer saying that he has multiple documents, 12 in total showing payments from the communist Chinese. And he's already revealing other Biden family members who got cut in on these payments. Uh, what did Haley Biden do? That was a mysterious Biden that was unveiled. What happened happen when they unveil that it's Jill who was getting paid? This is my sources telling me that Jill was hoovering up money from communist China. You know, the babysitter who used to watch Hunter Biden that Joe Biden cheated on his wife with and she cheated on her husband with Joe Biden. That's the that's their love story, just in case you're wondering that that that's where jill and joe biden got started real great love story she was the babysitter they were cheating on their spouses together and then you know you wonder how you get kids like hunter biden well that's how you do it remember this family is restoring the soul of america uh speaking of hunter biden hunter biden used an fbi mole named one eye to tip him off to china probes (laughs) what hunter biden had an fbi mole named one eye who tipped him off to chinese business partners. They were under investigation, according to Israeli energy expert, uh, uh, about the ongoing charges against Hunter Biden. The House Oversight Committee is investigating the explosive claims by Dr. Gail Luft, a former Israeli Defense Force lieutenant colonel with deep intelligence ties to Washington, D.C. and Beijing, who said that he was arrested to stop from revealing what he knows about the Biden family. Now, we know the Biden family's done this. They've arrested Ukrainian oligarchs or banned them from entering America. The oligarch Kolomoisky is the man who set up the business deal with Hunter and Bersama. And the first act of Joe Biden is to ban that man from entering America so that he cannot give testimony. I promise you. So that he cannot be dragged before Congress and be compelled to give testimony against the Bidens and what that entire scandal was in Ukraine. And we all know what the scandal is. It's the same thing here, ladies and gentlemen. Luft, 56. First made the claims on February 18th on Twitter after being detained in Cyprus, an airport going to Israel. I've been arrested in Cyprus on a politically motivated extradition request by the United States claiming I'm an arms dealer. It would be funny if it weren't tragic. I've never been an arms dealer. DOJ is trying to bury me and to protect Joe, Jim and Hunter Biden. Whoa. Luft remains in jail. Extradition to the U.S. over what he says are trumped up charges of arms trafficking. So. Again, this doesn't make any sense. Like if you are guilty of these things, then you wouldn't go after the regime. You try to suck up to the regime. If you're not guilty of the charges being brought against you and they're trying to silence you, well, then you'd come out with it. And that's apparently what he's doing. So through an American lawyer, uh, Luft said he tried for four years ago to inform the DOJ that a Chinese state controlled energy company, China Oil as we've called them, CEFC, had paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a month to President Biden's son and $56,000 to Joe's brother in exchange for their FBI connections. The FBI has had this information. Why didn't they prosecute? Why didn't they look into it? The FBI has had Hunter Biden's laptop since 2018, but they've done nothing. An FBI mole gave, Luft this information. The FBI mole was named Ole One-Eye. One-Eye told the uh, Southern District of New York that was investigating. Patrick Ho, who was the Chinese spy that Hunter Biden actually represented. For a million dollars, that's what one of these wires was. This family is dirty. And these people, are they're filthy. They're dirty. It's like the scene out of The Departed when Leonardo DiCaprio is in the back of the car and he's like screaming at Martin Short. He's like, Why don't you just book this criminal on any of the million charges? The million felonies we've watched this guy commit, and then you find out that he's being protected by the feds. That's the, the the story in Departed. Sorry if I spoiled it for you. It's a great movie, Martin Scorsese movie. And that's what's happening with the Biden family right now. That we, you could watch the open criminality, and that's why this is all designed. It's all designed to make you feel crazy. So Donald Trump is being charged with a total non-crime right now in New York, a zombie crime that not even the federal government or the FEC has decided to charge him with. They're resurrecting this thing to go after Trump. And here are the Bidens, according to Marco Polo, with hundreds of verifiable felonies under their belt. Nada, nothing. Where's that Hunter Biden investigation? That's been ongoing for like 20 years. Where the hell is that? Why haven't we seen any movement on that? Where's the Durham report? Where is this stuff? Man, ladies and gentlemen, evil moves at light speed. Evil moves faster than good. And evil is making big moves now. And we need good people to stand the gap. And that is why we are proud to be joined right now by a very good person, Tom Fitton, the president of Judicial Watch in Washington, D.C., who could maybe answer some of these burning questions for us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Tom Fitton to the show. Oh, man, Tom, help us out here. Do we actually have a piece of exculpatory evidence in the this case with Donald Trump, with this Michael Cohen letter? What's your read on this? Because it's just been mind boggling insanity. We think that this is entirely designed to make us go crazy and to make us lose all faith in the American judicial system. Maybe we're wrong.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, the letter is not helpful to the prosecution. Now, you know, on the other hand, the prosecution is going to say, well, he was convicted for lying in letters like that. And don't worry, he's found God now and he's telling the truth. And, uh, you know, there's also testimony. It's not just the letter uh, where Cohen told his lawyer at the time, Robert Costello, uh, that this wasn't campaign finance related activity. This was about protecting his family, Uh, to a degree, anything uh, Trump was involved in this at all. He was concerned about having his name associated with this woman, and he was married, obviously, he is married to Melania, he had a small son at the time. Uh, So it's a straightforward, uh, you know, frankly, there's evidence that it was extortion, and so the DA gets evidence of extortion, so what do they do? They target Trump. You know, and the other evidence that Trump is innocent it's only being acted upon now. It's been years. This issue was before this office and federal authorities beginning in 2018. And just a few weeks after Trump announces his, uh, his run for the presidency again, he gets targeted by this district attorney, this radical extremist district attorney. He's not a normal leftist who, you know is just kind of, you know, a softly when it comes to certain crimes. He's trying to unmake the criminal justice system on behalf of criminals in, in New York City. And, uh, but when it comes to felonies, uh, he's going to go after Trump full bore. You know, and I, and I think this is all part of a piece too, Benny. I said, you know, you've got Democrats in Fulton County, Georgia, the radical Democrats down there trying to jail Trump. You've got Democrats here in Washington, D.C. through the Biden Justice Department trying to jail Trump on pretext. And the same is happening in New York. And let me just be clear, as weak as the case is in New York, it's as weak in Fulton County, Georgia. It's as weak as the grand jury that's being called in by Jack Smith, the Biden appointee, to target Trump here and other innocents. And I'll tell you, you know, one way to end a republic is to brazenly use and unapologetically use Uh, The awesome government powers uh, to prosecute and jail your political opponents to jail and prosecute your political opponents.
0: So you're I mean, of course, talking about a man, Donald Trump, who they've been promising they'll put in jail for a very long time. A lot of these people ran on the promise they would put Donald Trump in jail, which, I mean, seems on its face, anti-judicial. And now the members of Congress like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Rand Paul, Jim Jordan are saying, hey, we are going to actually come down on Alvin Bragg. You do not have the right to do that. This is a federal issue. You're going after the front runner in the Republican primary right now. You are rigging this. And we have actually the authority to come down on you. I mean, do they? And more importantly, what would become of that, right, if they dragged Alvin Bragg into Congress? Like what, what mechanisms does Congress have, a Republican majority in Congress have, to stop this or to – Put uh, uh, you know a, a, a coolant on this.
4: I don't think there is much they can do other than expose and investigate it. Maybe expose Justice Department collusion with Bragg's office, which I think is readily apparent. Uh, it started years ago with the uh, Mueller operation handing off the anti-Trump uh, fanatic, you know, the anti-Trump activity to the Southern District of New York, who concocted this plea for Cohen. That was then handed off, evidently, to uh, the local Democratic po- prosecutors up in the city there, and it, you know it's a local state prosecution. Uh, it's unlikely it's going to be derailed uh, by Congress. Uh, it should be investigated, uh, but you know the issue before I think Congress and any legitimate law enforcement officer who's concerned about the rule of law is that is is this power of government is this official. Alvin Bragg, who is a a Democratic Party elected official, abusing his power to target the civil rights of a political opponent. And I think there's more than enough evidence to initiate an investigation, whether it will derail any investigation or uh, indictment or jailing of Trump, I don't think is likely in the short term, uh, but it may yield results in the long term. And it will send a signal to other prosecutors uh, that you can abuse your power To go after a federal candidate for president like this and uh, someone who's a former president just because you don't like his politics i mean i'm not aware are you benny of any local district attorneys looking at hunter biden are you no no and that that
0: was my that was my next question of course tom you're you're a professional at this like like that was of course my next question you you know you've spent hundreds of thousands of hours on television and during doing interviews Where the hell are the Republican district? Where the hell is Midland, Texas district attorney there bringing a charge against Hillary Clinton, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton for paying off Paula Jones $850,000 while he was president? Well, that's interesting. That seems to be a lot more money than Trump paid Stormy Daniels. And he was in the White House when he did it.
4: Yeah. Well, there's all sorts of corruption associated with the Clinton Foundation. And, you know, I, that that would implicate potentially state laws. Certainly, New York, uh, where the foundation was set up, you know, why didn't they do anything about the Clinton Foundation? And you know, people talk about the double standard. Uh, Benning, it's a it's a single standard. It's get them and protect your own, and that's how the Democrat partisans and leftist ideologues uh, in control of our justice system works. And maybe to the Republican credit uh, and to conservative credit, they don't see law enforcement as a tool uh, to go after your political opponents and the law doesn't typically allow it. And so they're not going to do it. Uh, but, but when they, when there's abuse of power, I think there has to be uh, a unanimous uh, denun- denunciation of it. And I'm, I'm concerned that there are more than a few Republicans here in Washington that are happy to see this happen to Trump. Yeah. Uh, I think the response to this has been muted uh, by uh, certainly the Senate I commend Speaker McCarthy for being aggressive on this and Jim Jordan, uh, but a lot of the Republican establishment class, you know, just see this as, a, you know, they're using this as an excuse to go tut, tut, tut. There's Donald Trump again, as opposed to saying, why is Donald Trump's, uh, uh, why is his civil rights being abused repeatedly by uh, these government agencies and in the control of the left?
0: So... You know a lot of these attorney generals in red states. You know a lot of these legal professionals. It would be hard to become a uh, prominent legal professional without the blessing of Judicial Watch, one of the best organizations in the country.
4: (laughs) I I wouldn't go that far.
0: (laughs) Well, I – Everyone loves you, Tom, and everyone loves your work and you're a legend and you know it, you're a living legend in your own time. And what you've brought to light has been really obviously important over your long and storied career here. And so everyone's a big, everyone's fans of judicial watch, you know, all these individuals, you know, them far more than I do. Maybe you can answer. Why don't DA's that are from red states from Tulsa, Oklahoma, go after Hunter Biden? And clearly, there is a laws being broken. They were selling natural gas to the Chinese oil company, right, that comes out of Texas, that comes out of Oklahoma. Why aren't Texans and Oklahoma Republican officials bringing charges against the Bidens, opening up these cases?
4: Yeah, well, there's the big if is if there's a legal basis for doing so. So let's say there is one. And, you know, my experience with uh, even folks who are friends of the movement and want to advance the rule of law is that it's fear-based decision-making and fear-based decision-making usually gets the results we're seeing where Trump gets impeached twice uh, and we can't even get the Republicans in Congress to talk about impeaching a cabinet official, let alone Joe Biden. I mean, given the information that came out last week, why is it there an impeachment inquiry? I mean, I I think it's, it's in many ways, it's about the, uh, it's, it's a failure Of nerve, and they've made the political decision, and and this I think is widespread in the party, Republicans, that scandal politics and scandal investigations never work out. And uh, they are politically harmful, so they're not going to do them. And to the degree they do them, it's forced and, uh, you know, grudging.
0: Hmm. So you don't see any help? I think
4: the House, there, there are some folks there who have a different view on that. I see we they're much more aggressive. Comer, I think, is is doing some good work. Uh, Jordan is doing some good work. And, you know, I'm not going to be bashing people just to show, you know, to do the conservative virtue signaling. Oh, you know, no one's ever doing anything right. They're doing some things right. Uh, But there is a crisis. And so I would just always encourage more and better. Our republic is under attack. If Trump is jailed. I think it's the big – I wouldn't say the beginning of the end of the country because I think that we've already been in that part. Uh, It will be a significant advance in undermining our republic and the rule of law.
0: So uh, final question here, Tom. You noted that republicans don't have the backbone or the balls to just impeach a cabinet member, right? Secretary Mayorkas comes to mind, somebody who's clearly delinquent in his uh, oath of office, uh you you're in washington dc you're speaking with a number of these republicans this is just is is this a pipe dream is this something that's not going to happen based on your take
4: yeah i don't see impeachment uh i'd be happy with an impeachment inquiry of biden yeah you know the senate obviously is never going to convict him but i think the house should at least do an impeachment inquiry and raise these issues and 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 all these issues that are being investigated should be in the context of, are we going to remove this president from office? Are national securities at stake? Uh, you, you have Z and Putin, both of whom have compromised President Biden through monies from Moscow and through uh, Beijing, and obviously Ukraine as well. And we're supposed to pretend there's no national security impact? I mean, how did— do you think Putin didn't calculate Biden's complicity and corruption and his weakness when he was deciding to invade Ukraine? Of course he was. You think that you think Z wasn't calculating Biden's being on the take through his family through this money laundering operation when they make decisions like to invade our na- nation's airspace with a spy craft that caused. Missiles to fly over American soil for the first time since World War II. Oh, wait, well, that was three minutes ago. So we're all supposed to forget that now. Lord help this country. Corruption is dangerous. It's not just dangerous to the rule of law. It places the nation at risk when our highest government officials are are credibly implicated in, in this awful corruption that I think Biden is clearly implicated in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Weak men create hard times. And clearly you are only ever one leadership class away from the chain breaking. And so, yeah, Lord help this country. I think we do need prayer. (laughs) I absolutely do. Uh, Thank you, Tom. Where can people find your incredible work?
4: Well, we're on um, all over social media. You see me there on Twitter, uh, judicialwatch.org. Talks about all of our lawsuits that have uncovered a lot of what we're talking about under the FOIA and Suing the government when it commits misconduct, and you know, I encourage people, Benny, to share the word, share the documents, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, to support us. Uh, but this is more than just a group; it's a movement. We gotta, we gotta take back our country in terms of turning out and exposing and holding accountable uh, those who are stealing our birthright through corrupt acts.
0: Yes, yes, that's right. As somebody who has young children, it really scares the hell out of me. So it's part of the reason why I'm in Florida, because it's like you want to be inside of a fortress against the tide of orcs uh, that are at our door. Right, right. I
4: mean, New York shows it's not just D.C. where they're after conservatives. Everywhere. You get local prosecutors targeting you as well. You never know.
0: That's right. We had a Soros prosecutor here until he was, you know, BTFO'd by DeSantis. But, yeah. you know, like a, a lot of people, a lot of people are not as lucky. And, and a lot of people don't fight. So we pray for fighters. Thank you, Tom. God bless you. You're a Thank fighter. Thank you,
4: Benny. Appreciate your good blue.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to cry for our nation, don't. We are not black-pilled here. We are white-pilled. We shall save this place, and that's why we do this show. But if you wish to cry laughing, well, then please enjoy this footage of Dr. Fauci crying while a man with dementia tries to read off a giant teleprompter.
6: It's eerie that around this day a year ago, Was the first recognized
0: case of COVID nineteen in the United States. Oh, it's so beautiful the guy who showers with his own daughter is getting elected president <laughs> it's so great the guy guy cheated on his wife with his babysitter and then helped his crackhead son get out of prison multiple times while locking up a bunch of young black kids he's president now it's great oh, he beat corn pop Oh, it's so cringe. It is deeply, deeply cringe, ladies and gentlemen. As about as cringe as Joe Biden's approval rating. Approval rating stuck at forty-one percent. Forty-one percent of the country. I think we need maybe some psychological evaluations. To that forty-one percent, but nevertheless, thirty-six percent of the country likes Kamala Harris. Uh-oh. As they gear up for their twenty twenty-four White House run, here's a question: Why haven't they announced? I was I was wondering this the other day. Like, what? Uh, it's like eighteen months. To a general election, 18 months to the 2024 general election. Time flies, man, in politics. Why hasn't Joe Biden and Kamala Harris announced? Well, that's a little strange. I wonder, what do they got cooking up? What do they got cooking up? My thought on it is that Joe Biden uh, has a grudge against Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump runs, Joe Biden will force everyone. Everyone's screaming at Joe Biden to drop out. He will do it. Joe Biden has hubris. Joe Biden thinks he can beat Donald Trump. And so Joe Biden is waiting to see what happens here. Okay, but what do the polls look like right now? Well, uh, according to IA polls, uh, 538, Trump is defeating Joe Biden by a massive amount. Six points right now. DeSantis also beating Biden by one point, a net eight point swing towards Trump from the February 19th poll. So great job, guys. Great job. Put Trump in jail, uh, and then watch him win. Could he? Could he run from jail? Boy, uh, he. I mean, <laughs> you. You want a forty state landslide? Try it. So, uh, new Monmouth poll showing Ron DeSantis absolutely crushing as well amongst Republican candidates that are being floated for the position. Donald Trump with forty one percent in a new Monmouth poll. Donald Trump has gone up by single and du- double digits in his approval rating from the right uh, since the beginning of the year. So in the Republican polls, which is all that matters, actually, because all that matters is Republicans in states like Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, to start giving someone momentum that cannot be stopped. That's how Donald Trump won the first time, even though Jeb Bush had hundreds of millions of dollars and so on and so forth. So it is essentially a two-man race, but there's a lot of ground to be made up here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want it to be a competitive two-man race, but once again, the Iowan inside of me tells, says, anything can happen. So let's keep going, and we'll keep covering this. And it is, of course, the most important story in America because it determines the fate of this country. I mean, we are run by complete imbeciles that really do want World War III. They want nuclear war. They want to feed your children into the wood chipper of another European war. They can't help themselves. All these people were born during World War II. It's like amazing. George Soros, World War II. Joe Biden, World War II, Nancy Pelosi, World War II, Chuck Schumer. All these people were born literally while the beaches were being stormed in Normandy. They're obsessed with European wars and spending our blood and treasure on them. That's the fall of empires, that and Afghanistan. So let's not be led by imbeciles any longer, ladies and gentlemen. But when you look at your leadership class and you say, wow, we're doomed, the answer is no, we're not. Here's your white pill for the day, your Bible verse of the day from Psalms. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. There's going to be testing in the coming days. There's going to be testing. There's going to be times and trials, especially for believers. We are promised that. And we've always been promised that, actually. Life's never been easy for Christians. It's not designed to be that way. It is a constant test and a constant challenge. We must meet that challenge, and we can meet it with the truth. The truth. That's what we care about on this show. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is my strength. Let that carry you through Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll see you tomorrow with an exclusive interview with Donald Trump's lawyer, Alina Haba. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.